Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to Saving Lives in Slow Motion. I'm Dr. Ayan Panja and today I'd like to talk about minor illness. Cough, headache, earache, chest infections, urinary tract infections or UTIs, all examples of minor illness. But the reality is that minor illness is really only minor in retrospect. And one of the reasons I wanted to cover this is that a lot of minor illness is in the same part of any Venn diagram as self-care because there's a concept called lay referral, which is really when someone decides they need to take action about their health or a symptom. So you may, for example, wake up one morning with a headache and you might start to generate hypotheses, just like we do as doctors, but patients do it too. We do it, don't we, when we feel ill. Why have I got a headache? And you might think, oh, it's because I just didn't drink enough water yesterday or I had too much red wine or maybe you're staying the night in a hotel in a really dusty, mouldy old room. But that kind of hypothesis generation leads to this concept called lay referral and a lay referral network. And that might be your family, your friends, your housemates, whoever. And often, you know, most minor illness, I think that would happen if it got to a point where you thought you couldn't manage something yourself. You might check it out with other people. Now, one of the reasons I wanted to cover this is that at the moment, there's something happening in medicine, particularly in the UK and the US, which is to do with other healthcare professionals doing the work that has historically been done by a doctor and in more recent years, a nurse. And there's been a, a massive debate about this um, with doctors saying that the government in the UK particularly don't understand the complexity of work in primary care that GPs deal with and of course minor illness isn't always complex but it can be and I wanted to just explore that. Now the first thing I want to jump into is that medical knowledge and medical training is so vast and depending on where you do your training taught in quite different ways and I see this a lot with our medical students who are bright young things and sorry that sounded really patronizing but they are, you know, compared to me. What I notice is that they've got this kind of medical knowledge, reams of it, you know, they could write detailed essays on biochemistry and physiology and all sorts of stuff. 
And then they've got the patient in front of them with something that's relatively simple, like a sore throat, right? That's something that all of us get from time to time. But because they've got so much knowledge, they, they have a, a list of what we call differentials in their head. So there are probably about, I don't know, 20, maybe 25 causes of sore throat. But a lay person, someone who's not medically trained, will usually only be able to name one or maybe two. Tonsillitis, for example, is a very common one. And what, what I find really interesting with people who are less experienced, so medical students are a good example, but also any other healthcare professional who's at the start of their big learning, if you like, um, that they have this awareness that it could be one of 25 things, in, including, for example, and I'm, I'm, I don't want to alarm anyone, but very commonly we get people coming in with a sore throat and they think they've got throat cancer. Now, in general, you know, sore throat, isn't throat cancer. It doesn't really present like that. And as, as doctors, we worry more about hoarseness that's persistent as a presenting symptom. And, you know, the more experienced you are, so if you have an ENT surgeon, you know, whose life is devoted to ear, nose and throat, they're very aware of a condition called Rinky's edema, and they can hear it in people's voices. It's absolutely fascinating, which of course means that it lends itself to AI technology. And it's not something particularly serious. It just means there's inflammation in the throat. But my point is, you have someone who has limited knowledge in front of someone with a sore throat, and they know that it could be one of 25 things. How do they know that it is just a sore throat that's going to get better on its own? Well, it's all in the history, the story. And all of those things I mentioned at the beginning, like headache or chest infections or urinary tract infections, they are usually minor illness and people will tell you the story. It's like, oh, you know, I went on holiday and I got on the plane and I was already feeling a bit unwell. Then I started coughing up lots of green gunk and I've been getting lots of fever with it. You know, that sounds like a chest infection, doesn't it? And then, of course, the healthcare professional will examine the person and look at their vital signs, their numbers and make a decision based on that. And we're very lucky in minor illness because there are so many tools that we can hang things off. So there's something called a paediatric early warning score, which, you know, looks at things like heart rate, temperature, breathing rate for children, that one is. And, and it, you know, it flags whether this child is sick or not. Now, I'm going to look at this from both angles. So I'm going to start with the patient side of the story. So the way minor illness sometimes presents is... People who've had a condition recurrently, UTIs are a very common one, urinary tract infections, they will often be dealt with remotely and protocols nowadays don't even require a urine dipstick test that gives you an indication of whether there's a urine infection. It's good practice to do that, to be fair. But someone will often, you know, email in or contact, you know, the healthcare provider and say, look, I've got symptoms of a UTI, I've had them before, I've tried drinking more water, I've tried cranberry juice, I've tried the cystitis type sachets, none of it's worked. I think I probably need some antibiotics. Now that is a very common scenario. And it's all well and good until it starts to happen extremely frequently. And apart from factors like menopause, for example, that can suddenly trigger urinary tract infections because of changes to hormones and the effect of the skin around the urethra you know um, which can be treated with HRT 
one flag would certainly be someone who is continuously getting recurrent UTIs. That is not really normal and would need investigating. Now, as I said a minute ago, we're quite lucky these days. We have a lot of guidance and guidelines. So every locality, and sometimes nationally via an organisation like NICE, there will be guidance on when to refer on in this kind of situation. But they are not by any means foolproof. Mistakes still occur. And they will continue to because humans are not perfect. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I wanted to just talk about what the things are that would make us worry that minor illness isn't minor so it's pretty obvious when it is because it sort of gets better doesn't it either on its own or with an obvious treatment if that's needed so I'm going to sort of name some common minor presenting conditions or minor illnesses and after it name something that I think is what I call a red flag now red flags originally were associated with back pain in fact that's a good place to start because back pain is another common 
presentation. Okay, so for me, back pain, red flag symptoms, not being able to urinate, having no sensation around the rectum, potential red flag if there's a history of prostate cancer, unexplained pain that's in the middle of the back, weakness in limbs, back pain associated with fever, and back pain in a child, because that is unusual to say the least. Okay, they were off the top of my head. There'll probably be more. I don't want to get flack if I've missed any one of them out, but that's just in my brain. I'm doing a dump, if you like. A brain dump, that is. So let's carry on. Um, cough with significant amounts of blood being coughed up is a red flag. Longer-term cough with significant weight loss is a red flag. In fact, you know what? The list goes on. Now, the real danger is when there aren't any red flags, but the person's actually got something serious. And I'm going to be brutally honest when I say that it is very difficult for any healthcare practitioner to detect that kind of presentation. And I, I have so many cases over the last 25 years in my head because they're all very memorable where that has happened. And, th and the biggest lesson I've really learned is that, number one, it's all in the history or the story so really listening to the patient's story is very important. And number two is not to try and make something fit what you think it probably is. I mean, we do that a lot anyway, but if, if you've got significant doubt, you need to kind of investigate further. The other thing um, I want to mention is that there are so many remedies available for things, like heartburn's a really good example, isn't it? Um, and, you know, you go to any pharmacist or, or chemist, um, or even if you're looking at adverts in newspapers or on TV, there are so many products for heartburn, wind. Um, but as time goes on, and the more careful we try to be in terms of safety, because you can never be too safe, can you? That is just a, a truism. That you know the risk of actually doing these things. You know that story of the the chap that's going into a pharmacist and just buying indigestion tablets and has actually got stomach cancer. And he, by the time he's got to the doctor, you know, and had the endoscopy where the tumor's found, it's all too late. You know that that's the kind of thing we're all trying to prevent, and it makes things quite risky because. You know, if let's go through that one because it's a really good example. So you walk into a pharmacy, you pick up a packet of, I don't know, whatever it is, Rennie's or a bottle of Gaviscon or whatever, and you go to the counter. And normally it's not the pharmacist. It may be a technician or someone who's trained to ask questions as in, have you ever used this before? This is what I normally get asked. Who's it for? And how long have you had your symptoms for? And, you know, that's meant to be some sort of triage, some sort of filtering to make sure that it's appropriate for that person to buy. But obviously people gain the system and they, they go to different places and say, yeah, 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 I've only had it for a couple of days when they've actually had the symptom for, I don't know, five years. So what is the answer in terms of minor illness and not missing anything serious? Look, it's difficult. I think that is... The bottom line, and what we do as clinicians is we safety net. We say, look, if it's not got better, make sure you come back and see us. The big sort of elephant in the room is about resources. And if you've got someone who can't manage uncertainty, 
which is something no no one really loves uncertainty, do they? Um, but that is the hallmark of what we do in general practice in primary care. And if you're the kind of practitioner that can't manage that, you know, you, you're going to come unstuck because you can't send everyone into hospital. You can't refer everyone with back pain for a scan. You can't send everyone to ENT with a sore throat because you think it might be something sinister. And that's what makes minor illness tricky. It's not as straightforward as it always seems. So as a patient with symptoms, my little framework that I try to stick to is, look, you know, is it something that is fitting a pattern? You know, like, for example, a cold follows a particular pattern, doesn't it? Or hay fever. If, if it is, and it, it, it sort of, you know, walks like a duck, looks like a duck, it's probably a duck, isn't it? So you, you go, go ahead and treat that as you would. So for hay fever, you might want to go and visit your local pharmacy and get some bits to help you manage it. If, if you've got a symptom that is not getting better and it's persisting, or it's the course of it has run on longer than you would expect, then it's time to seek advice, whether that's from the pharmacy or from another healthcare provider, is something that is down to you. But generally, for low-level things, you would start with a pharmacy. You know, that's what they're there for. And the last thing is, don't completely ignore it and leave it too late. So if you've got something like heartburn and it's been going on for a month, for example, and you're munching on those products I mentioned earlier on, it probably is time to go and see someone to make sure there's nothing else going on. Okay, that's it for minor illness. I hope that was helpful and made you think a little bit more deeply about what we sometimes think of as much ado about nothing. And we hope, I hope, that most of the time it is that because no one wants anyone to get seriously ill. If you found that useful, please like, share and subscribe. Tell your friends, your family about this podcast. Um, I do love doing it, but... In order for me to keep going, I need more listeners, so please do spread the word. And thank you again for listening. In the meantime, until we meet again, until next time, do stay well, look after yourself, take care. Bye for now. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.